Hi, you're listening to A Brit Difficult with August. A Brit Difficult is a podcast aimed at intermediate learners of English, and we focus particularly on British English. We're here to bring you new phrases, new vocabulary, explanations of grammar, and a chance to hear many different voices from all around the UK, both learners and native speakers. to a bit difficult. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far. I've set up an email address for you to send back any feedback or questions. Um, you can let me know what you'd like to hear on the show going forward. That's at abritdifficult at gmail.com. That's A-B-R-I-T-D-I-F-F-I-C-U-L-T at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Feel free to drop me an email with any feedback or any questions, and I'd be happy to answer those for you. Today we're going to look at something slightly different. It's going to be a bit of a fun episode. We're going to talk about some British slang. So, when we're learning English, often we're learning from books, in classrooms. Many of you who are learning English in another country are probably being made to learn English in school, at college, university, whatever it might be. Um, And in these places, we don't get to hear informal and slang words or expressions. Now, in the UK, these types of expressions are quite different than they are in places like the United States, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Canada, and many other English-speaking countries. Um, What you might hear here is quite different to what you might hear in another country. So I wanted to just go through... A few examples, I can't give you all of the slang, um, but I will try to give you a few examples of um, things that you might hear in the UK quite regularly. And um, if you do hear anything whilst watching TV, uh, watching YouTube, uh, looking at social media from people from the UK, let me know and I'll I'll try to explain it in an episode. Um, What I will say is that we do take a lot of inspiration from... Um, media from the United States, whether that's music, film, TV. So we do pick up some of the habits and sayings and phrases from the uh, the United States too. Um, so some people will use this in the social media or even in the daily speaking lives, um, but it depends on the person. Some people will use it and some people won't. So here are a few words or phrases that you are probably going to hear quite regularly. The first one that seems to confuse people when they come to the UK is the word quid. Uh, This actually came up in a conversation I had with um, my guest for next time, Dimitri. Um, He mentioned that this word really confused him at first. This word means pound. So the currency in the UK is the pound. And... Most people will refer to that as quid. So instead of saying this costs six pounds, we would say this costs six quid. And just be careful with that. We don't use that in the plural. It's quid, not quids. Um, It's a very strange word, but you will hear it all of the time. And talking about money, um, we do have some special words for certain amounts of money, particularly five pound and ten pound. We refer to these as fivers and tenors. 
So if somebody tells you that something costs a tenner, they mean it costs £10 or 10 quid. <laughs> so listen out for those words as well. We have a lot of interesting adjectives in the UK, um, which you may or may not have heard before. For example, if I want to say that I am extremely tired, I can say that I am knackered. This word is quite difficult when you see it written down because it actually is written with a K. It's written K-N-A-C-K-E-R-E-D. This word has quite a dark history. Um, It comes from when horses were used in the past and when they were tired and old and could no longer be used, they were sent to the knackers. So they were knackered. It means they were sent to a place where they were unfortunately killed. So when we say that somebody is knackered, it means that they're in a completely tired state. (laughs) And that is where that word comes from. Another frequent word you might hear is dodgy. Again, this has got a very interesting spelling. D-O-D-G-Y. Dodgy refers to something that doesn't seem right or that is unusual or maybe even dangerous. We can talk about a dodgy neighbourhood, a dodgy person. If a place or a person looks dodgy, you have a feeling that maybe it's a little bit dangerous, it might not be safe, you are a little bit suspicious about it. Um, This is the meaning of dodgy. Thinking about feelings then, um, a word that you might hear, particularly in Northern England, is the word chuffed. This means that you're very happy, usually because something nice has happened. So if I say, I'm really chuffed with my new job, means I'm really happy, I'm really glad. However, if something really bad happens, you might feel gutted. So, guts are referring to your stomach. It's what's inside of your stomach. And when we talk about gutting something, or gutting an animal usually, we're taking out all of the insides. And I would suspect that this word comes from the idea of feeling empty and having everything taken from you, from your insides. Um, It's quite a dark image as well. Um, But to be gutted means to be very sad, very disappointed, very upset. So, gutted. Um, A word that you have probably heard is fancy. This has two meanings in the UK. Um, There's quite a popular song called Fancy by a K-pop girl group um, that uses one meaning of this word, which is to like somebody romantically. So you can say that you fancy a boy, fancy a girl, that you are interested in them, you want to be their boyfriend, their girlfriend, whatever it might be. So you can say that you fancy somebody. However, fancy also refers to something that's high class. So if something is fancy or something looks fancy, it's it's similar to the word um, posh. Um, it means that something is, yeah, it's high class or looks expensive or um, looks like it's been very well made or looks like it cost a lot of money or something like that. That can be fancy as well. 
one uh, one word that you might come across which might sound a little bit funny is uh, wonky. Um, wonky refers to something that's not straight. So if you think about a uh, a line that we might draw, it should be straight like a ruler. If it's a little bit off, if it's a little bit curly, a little bit wavy, we can say that it's wonky. Um, if I'm trying to put up a picture on the wall and I don't put it in the right place and it's maybe higher up the wall on one side and lower on the other, that's also wonky. It's something that's not straight. Uh, an interesting phrase that you could come across as well, um, and it might seem confusing when you hear it, is to cost a bomb. So you might think, why are people talking about bombs? What's happening? To cost a bomb means to be expensive. You may also hear the phrase, to cost an arm and a leg. They both mean that something is very expensive. So to cost a bomb, or to cost an arm and a leg. In both cases, the meaning is something is extremely, extremely expensive. Probably one of the most British phrases I can think of is um, to pop to or to nip to. These phrases are so common, but I don't think that anybody learning English would have ever heard them before coming to the UK. And I am almost 100% sure that you would not hear this in any other English-speaking country. So to pop to or to nip to means to make a quick visit to a place. So you might say, I need to pop to the shop. Or I'm just going to nip to my friend's place. Now, it does mean a quick visit, but that doesn't mean that it has to take a very small amount of time, like a couple of minutes. It could be longer than that. Um, Probably it is going to be longer than that, but... The impression is that it's something that shouldn't take too long. Um, Often we talk about this if we're doing it on the way to doing something else, for example. So to pop to, to nip to a place. Very common. One place that you might pop to is the loo. So we often use the word loo to talk about the bathroom or the toilet. So you could say, I'm just going to pop to the loo. Or I'm just going to nip to the loo. We have a few different words for the bathroom, but I think that loo is one of the most popular and most common, at least where I live. Um, And it's a little bit more polite than saying the, the toilet, I think. Although I would say that bathroom is more polite than both of those. Then... I have to say, when you come to the UK, one thing you need to be prepared for is all of the pet names that people will want to give you. So when you're talking to strangers, whether it's in a shop, supermarket, on the street, on the bus, wherever it might be, um, you're often going to be referred to with some kind of nickname or a name to show some kind of familiarity, even if it's a stranger who's talking to you. So some of these include love, hun, pet, babe, sweetheart, darling, mates, pal. Many of these are used to talk to women or girls. And some people really don't like these. They feel 
um, that they are a little bit offensive. Um, and I can understand that. I think that strangers who are talking to you can come across like they are being a little bit too intimate with you if they refer to you as sweetheart or darling, for example. Words like mate and pal are more common to talk with men, but it's becoming more common to use this with people from other genders as well. So don't be surprised if somebody you've never seen before in your life suddenly calls you darling or something similar. It's just the way that British people talk to each other, particularly in environments like the shop, the supermarket, public transport. It's just the way we are. (laughs) Finally, instead of thank you, you might hear other versions. One of the most popular in the UK is ta, simply the word ta, T-A, or cheers. So we have ta and we have cheers. Both of them mean thank you. They're both quite informal, but I think you can get away with using them in, even in a work environment. Maybe if the situation is extremely formal, don't use these, um, but you will certainly hear ta and cheers in public and around the workplace, between friends, that kind of thing. So. Those are a few phrases and words um, that you might hear in the UK that maybe you didn't know the meaning of before. So, ta for listening, and if you do have any feedback or questions, please let me know via the email, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.